This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit, and this is Alana Willifee with Body Matters. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful week so far. And today I'm going to be chatting about the fact that does God still yield today? You know, I was so blessed this week to be invited to a healing meeting that was held at someone's house and the guest speaker just flowed in healing. So that was so amazing and just he flowed in the word of God. And that was so amazing for me. And I thought I just want to take a little bit and share about, um, you know, what he spoke about because it was so powerful. But just coming back to how I actually eventually got to this meeting, um, I also have been trusting God for healing for a very, very long time and um, for about two years. And I decided to find a friend actually on Monday morning that just passed and just a few friends of mine just to pray for me. And then out of the blue, my one friend said, but Alana, don't you want to come with us tonight? Um, my husband and myself, we're going to attend a meeting and there's a guest speaker who's going to be chatting about healing and yeah, and they're going to pray for people. And normally it's something I don't jump to, but I just knew it was something I've been trusting God for for such a long time. And anyway, so I ended up going um on Monday evening and Tuesday evening and on Tuesday night, they prayed for me. And I can honestly say that I am healed in Jesus' name. So it's been such a beautiful um, event for me. And I, I just, you know, when, when God does something so amazing in your life, you want to share it. Um, you know, you want to share it with other people. And that's why my topic today is does God still heal? And of course, God still heals today. You know, God is willing to heal. You know, when we look at the scriptures, every time someone came to God with a problem, and I know that God always was willing to heal everybody that came to him. You know, it's God's heart for us, for me and for you to live a life that is in abundance, you know, life in abundance. That's John 10, 10, because it says the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. But God came to give us life and life in abundance. You know, so many times I've heard people say, you know, I'm sick and maybe God is punishing me for being sick. But I want to tell you, and I want you to truly believe this, that God is a good God. You know, it says in um, James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. You see, God is a good God. He wants to see us healed. Um, you know, it's not his heart. He's not there to punish us. He didn't come to punish us. He came to save us, to heal us and to deliver us. And I just want to read uh, Matthew seven eleven. It also says, so if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven not give you? 
You know, um, a question I asked earlier on today was, you know, would you give your son or your child for someone else that you don't know, maybe for their healing or for their redemption? And I mean, if we had to ask ourselves that question, would we sacrifice our own children for someone else's life, lives or life? And I don't think many of us would. I mean, we love our children. And I mean, that scripture says, and God so loved the world. He so loved us that he gave his only begotten son for us, for us, for our healing, to make us whole, to save us. So my message is God is willing to heal And God still heals today. You know, he paid the price for our sins, your sins and my sins. And he went to the cross. It says in Isaiah 53 verse 5, he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. You see, God loves us so much. He came, he paid the price. It is finished. Our healing is already accomplished on the cross. And all we need to do is to claim that healing and to stand in faith because it's faith. If you read Matthew in any of the scriptures in Matthew, he would say, you would heal someone and he would say, it's because of your faith that you are healed. So God requires us to have a measure of faith to obtain that which he has already done for us, which is already given for us. So we're going to come back shortly. I'm going to take a break and then we're going to chat about faith. How can we build up our faith to believe and trust God for healing. Hi, if you've just tuned in, it's Alana Oilyfair with Body Matters. And I'm just chatting today to you about the fact that God still heals today. And God is willing. I want to tell you that God is willing. But all he needs from us requires us that we believe and that we have faith. So let's chat a little bit about faith. What is faith? Because faith is what we need to obtain that which God has already done for us. So I want to read from Mark eleven twenty four. It says, Therefore, I tell you, Whatever you ask and believe, I will give it to you. And in John fourteen thirteen, it says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You know, sometimes we struggle with our belief. You know, we're praying, we're trusting God for something, but sometimes when we don't see the physical results, when we don't see healing manifest in our body, you know, it's so hard to to not have that unbelief in us, not to doubt that God, you know, God, are you going to do it for us? Or maybe uh, I'm not good enough, or maybe, you know, you know, we, we start doubting God. And we struggle, but the fact is that we're all human, we do struggle. And you know what? I've learned in my journey that we can ask God to help us, to give us an extra 
measure of faith. You know, we can say, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me to believe. You know, in order to receive that healing, we need faith. You know, faith is the thing that activates that manifestation of healing. As I said, we already have the healing. God already paid the price for us. You know, by his stripes, we are healed. And we sometimes need to build up that faith. We need to build up our faith so that we can believe God, that he will do what he promised that he will do. You know, when I was going through this time and I'm trusting God for healing, I said to God before, before this week where I've now, um, you know, went to the, to the healing um, or seminar or get together, whatever you want to, to call it. You know, I said to God, Lord, like like Abraham, you know, Abraham had the promise and Abraham was really old and God promised that his son, that he will have a son and that would be, you know, uh, that God would give him a son. And it says that Abraham was fully convinced of God's promises for his life, even when in the natural, everything seems like nothing is happening. Abraham was still fully convinced of God's promises and it happened. So my word for you today, if you're trusting God specifically for healing or or for a breakthrough or whatever it may be, to be fully convinced, that's what I said. I said, Lord, I want to be fully convinced of your promises for my life. You know, I have stood on a promise that many times that I felt sick or, um, you know, God had given me a promise and I'm going to give you that testimony later on of the promise. And that promise is that promise that I had to stand on. If God has given you promises for your lives, if people have prophesied over you, you know, that, you know, you're going to do this or that, that prophecies are normally God's heart for you. You know, you might be going through something really hectic at the moment. Maybe you really see, um, sick or really got a bad report from the doctor. But if God had given you a word, if God said, you know what, Alana, you are going to, um, you know, have your own ministry one day. And that that f- prophecy has not been fulfilled. That means God's word still stands and you need to hold on to that word. You know, um, and sometimes we need to build up our faith by taking the word of God, by taking the promises and standing on that, even when it seems like everything around you doesn't seem to be manifesting what you're wanting or what you're hoping for. You see, in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Now let's look at the word. What is the word of God? In John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, the word already exists. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. And then I want to jump to verse 14. It says, Then the word became human and made his home among us. 
Now, when we talk about the word, when talking about the word, at the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And it says, and the word, and he sent his his son, Jesus. And I want to read the scripture. Jesus, he said, he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from destruction. I just want to focus, and I'm jumping around a bit, but in Psalm 107, 20, it says, he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from our destruction. Who is the word? Jesus is the word. Because in John 1, number 14, it says, then the word became human and made his home among us. So Jesus is the word of God. He is the word. And in Matthew 4 verse 4, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from God. Now, this was a revelation for me, you know, because we need to, we've got physical bread. We we eat our physical meals to sustain our physical bodies. But it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. And the word is God. The word is Jesus. Without the spiritual food, we cannot sustain ourselves. So in order to live, we need to take care of our physical bodies. In order to live spiritually, we need the word of God. And it is the word of God that brings life and healing over our bodies and our minds. You see, the word of God brings life. And in Isaiah 45, it says, It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So when we meditate on the word of God, You know, when we sit and we meditate on the scriptures, on the word of God and all the promises that God has for our healing, you know, he says by his stripes we are healed. It says God sent his word to heal us and deliver us from destruction. It is God's heart to heal us. The more we meditate on the word, the more we meditate on God's plans for our lives, the more it builds up our faith. And all God is asking is to have faith that he is able to do what his word says he will do. You see, believing is the key to receiving. And we need to claim that healing. Um, You know, it is already given to us. We need to stand. We need to claim it. It says um, somewhere, I don't have the scripture right now. It says, but the kingdom of heaven is taken by force. We need to take what is already given to us as children of God. He's done it. It is finished on the cross. And I just want to leave you with that. So we're going to take a short break. And after this break, I just want to share a a short testimony um, of myself where, where God has come through for me in my healing. 
Thank you. If you've just tuned in to Radio K Pulpit, this is Alana Ulifi with my program called Body Matters. And today I'm just sharing about God's goodness and that God still yields today. You know, God is willing, as I said, He's willing to yield us. It is His heart for us to flourish, to prosper in everything, in every area of our lives, not just physically, but in every single area of our lives. And and you know, the, the good news is, is that God already has done it. You know, he has already paid the price on the cross for our sins and for our healing and for everything. You know, we've got everything when we accept Jesus in our lives um, and we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us. The Holy Spirit contains everything pertaining to the kingdom. And I have, in my walk with God, realized that we need faith to access that. And, you know, sometimes we need to be like children. It says that um, the kingdom of heaven is for children, and we need to have faith like children. And, you know, you know when God has already done it, you know, sometimes we, we beg God. We say, God, please, please heal us. You know, and, and, you know, as our Father in heaven, you know, sometimes our children, when they want food, if they want um, anything, they don't beg us for food. They come to us and they say, I'm hungry. And they expect food to be there. Or, you know, they don't worry about how to get it. How am I going to get food? You know, they go to their parents and they, they just automatically receive. They know that there's going to be food in the fridge. And so when we pray to God, we need to have be faith. We need to have faith like children in order to receive what God has already given to us. And I just want to share a testimony um, of, of a good couple of years. And I think this will just lift your spirit, um, you know, where... Um, I think it was in 2003, I I had my, I gave birth to my second son, Tristan. And Tristan, you know, for the first three months, he had colic. And during that time, it was so difficult. I, I hardly slept during that time. And during that time, I actually developed um, a heart virus. And I ended up going to the heart specialist and... They, they said my heart clips were damaged and, you know, I had um, rheumatic fever as a child. And, um, you know, it was so difficult. You know, at that time you think, oh, my word, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And you see, I was really, I was trusting God and I was saying to, Lord, to the Lord, please, Jesus, you know, I've got, I've got two kids and I, I really, I want to live to see my children grow up. And um, I remember... A few months before that, um, someone gave me the word Isaiah 61 as a prophetic word for my life. And um, this was my mentor, um, Candy Martini, and she said to me, Alana, I really believe that God has called you to fulfill Isaiah 61 in your lifetime. And, you know, during that time when I was feeling really down and depressed and, you know, you get anxious and fearful when you and, and that's a reality when you're sick and you're not sure if you if you're going to live to see tomorrow. And all I had was God, let me live 
at that stage to fulfill Isaiah 61 in my life. And also during that time period, um, my church had organized a ladies' camp. And so during the ladies' camp, it was the Saturday morning, I got baptized. And I remember the lady that baptized me was part of the team working there for the, on the, for the weekend. And she said to me, your life will never be the same again. And um, the Saturday morning, um, or, or not the morning, the afternoon, we had praise and worship after lunch. And I remember standing there, praise and worshiping, and I felt this breeze, this breeze just flow over me. And I can't remember, I was like trying to find it where, who opened a door, but no one opened anything. And I remember that evening, that evening, everybody was going for prayer and I said to God, God, you need to do something. This is my my camp where I, I'm I'm really trusting you for a breakthrough for healing. And um so the evening came and everybody was praying for everyone and then I decided, no, listen, no one's praying for me. I'm going to go. And I walked towards the door and before I walked um up at the door, a lady stopped me, one of the, the ladies on duty there, and she said to me, Alana, God's not finished with you. Just go sit down. We're going to pray for you now. And um, when they did start praying for me, the the lady that stood at the door actually said to, to my pastor, I believe the Lord wants to do open heart surgery um, on Alana's life. And the pastor just looked at her and said, you know, when we were planning this camp and praying for this camp, I got a prophetic word that I was going to do or we were going to do open heart surgery on this camp. And, you know, for me, it felt like God had really ordained this camp specifically for me. And anyway, that evening they prayed for me and everybody laid hands on me. And the words that came out of my mouth afterwards, I said, Lord, I just want to live long enough to see my children's children. And, um, you know, that evening when I went to back to my room, it was the first time in my life that I ever received a vision. And I had a vision of my daughter, which was at that stage, she was probably two or three years old. And I had a vision of her being in her late 20s. And you know what she is in her, in her uh, not late 20s, early 20s. And I can be witness that same picture, that same um, vision I had had already come to pass. And I could just laugh and said, this was the exact time, the vision that I had um, for her. And um, the next day when, you know, everybody was packing up to go, I got a scripture from a lady at the camp and she gave it to me. It was Isaiah fifty-eight eleven, And it said, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your need in a scorch a sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. And, you know, those scriptures I held on to, I held on to. They prayed for me for healing. And even though I was so overwhelmed, you know, I was really overwhelmed when I got home that Sunday with everything that had happened. And I, I took my Bible and I, when I had time and I sat with the Lord and I said, Lord, what just happened on the camp? And he gave me Ezekiel 36, 
verse 26, and it said, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will remove from your heart a stone and give you a heart of flesh. Um, you know, God took out my stony heart of flesh and he gave me a new heart and a new spirit on the camp. And also what I wanted to add to that, you know, when I was praise and worshiping, when I felt that wind, um, you know, the Lord also gave me that scripture. He said, the spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going to. And that moment I knew that on that camp that I was not only yield, but that God had as filled me with, with his spirit, with his Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, before I went on that camp, and this is just to talk about the significance of the stone. Before I went on the camp, my mother said to me, Alana, it's not your physical heart. It's the condition of your heart. And I just realized it struck me and I thought, why would my mom say something like that? And I really had to reflect upon what was the condition of my heart. And, you know, I remember I was going through a time in my life where I had a lot of bitterness, resentment, and anger that I, I haven't dealt with in my life. And I realized that my heart had become so hard, so callous. And, you know, when our hearts become so hard, God can't work with us. It's like you are spiritually dead. You know, spiritual death is not just physical death. Um, but spiritual death. And, you know, our hearts, my heart was not pliable in God's hands, you know. Um, you see, it's that story, well, um, God is the potter, we are the clay. You know, in order for him to mold us, we need to be pliable. You cannot have a heart of stone, a heart that is you know, useless, you might as well throw it away. And that is what I felt the Lord was saying. I took out that hard stone out of your heart and I gave you a new heart so that you may walk in my stature and keep my judgments. And um, you see, the Lord healed me. He healed me on that camp. But the, the thing that I had to take away from that camp was that I needed to guard my heart. And there's that scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. You know, when we become so hard with bitterness, resentment and anger and all of that in our lives, it, it, it infiltrates our bodies. It becomes like poison to our bodies. And that poison can lead to a lot of physical illnesses, stress. Um, you know, it can cause that because it, 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 it makes us sick, you know. And to me, I want to ask you today, what does the condition of your heart look like? Are you struggling with bitterness? Are you struggling with unforgiveness? You know, it's something to ponder on. You know, when we are sick, sometimes we need to forgive and I realize that the key for healing is forgiveness. A lot of the times we allow things to come 
into our lives because we are angry or we are bitter. And, you know, the, the word says when um, in, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, and God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us, those who sin against us. You see, God can only bring healing and restoration. He can only forgive us when we choose to forgive others who has hurt us and who have harmed us in any which way. So I want to leave you with that. But I also want to come back and I just want to stipulate this message. And coming back to the story of, you know, when after they prayed for me and I said to God, I want to live to see my children's children. I remember a week after that camp, I was sitting and I was praying and the same words came out of my mouth. And I said, you know, Lord, I just want to live to see my children's children. And I had my Bible with me right there in my car. And I flipped that Bible open on Psalm 128. And my eyes fell on the last scripture of of, of Psalm 128, which says, and I trust that you will live to see your children's children. You see, God is so faithful. You know, he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. He wants to heal us. He wants to see us prosper. And sometimes we just need to, we need to claim that, that God has for us. But we also need to do our part. If God wants us to walk in forgiveness, then we need to walk in forgiveness. And you might say to me today, today, Alana, but you know what? I live with someone that hurts me every day, that says things to me, or I might be in an abusive relationship or, or whatever your situation may be. You know, God says to forgive. And how many times do we forgive? 70 times 70. I'm not saying stay in that situation or whatever, but what I'm saying is We need to walk in forgiveness and walking in forgiveness is one of God's, God's ways of protecting us. You know, forgiving other people doesn't mean that we set them free. It doesn't mean that we excuse them from the things that they have done or said to us. But forgiveness is setting ourselves free. It's protecting ourselves from opening any door for the enemy to come in, to come and kill, steal, and destroy. So today I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray um, for healing and, and that God will do a mighty, mighty work in your heart, in your life. So can can we just close our eyes and, and Father God, I just want to thank you so much for every listener out there. Thank you, Father, you know everything about them. God, you know the hairs on our heads. You've numbered them, Father. And Father, I want to pray for any person right now with any sickness right now. And I ask that you will just put your hand on whatever area of your body you need healing. So Father, I pray that you will send your word right now and heal every person that has laid their hands on any part of their body right now, that you will will heal them completely, Father God. We speak life 
and healing into that area of their bodies, Father God, because you've done it. Father, strengthen their faith to know and to believe that you are willing. You are willing to heal, Father. So, Lord, I pray for complete healing over people's hearts. Father, even where there is bitterness, envy, jealousy has crept into people's hearts today, Father, I pray that you will minister to their hearts, Father, that they will choose to walk in forgiveness, Father, because that is good for them, for them, Father, for their bodies. Father, where you would would remind people of your word that says, Lord, if you want to live long, keep your tongue from evil. Father, that will put a guard over our mouths. Father, that we will not speak out negativity. So, Lord, I thank you for every person. Show them, Father, anything that they need to do, any one they need to forgive, anything that they need to repent of, Father, that they will repent of it, that they will lay it at your feet. And know, Father, that you are a God that heals and you can do an instantaneous miracle right now, Father. Oh, Father God, that they will just trust you and have be totally convinced of your promises and your word in their lives. And I ask this in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I just want to say thank you for everyone out there that has listened to this program. I hope it has encouraged you and I want you to know that God wants to heal you. It's, you know, God, it doesn't, you don't have to do anything but believe and believing that he can do that. That's all he requires that you believe and that you trust him. And I pray God's peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind this week as you go out this week. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Trust him. Speak scripture over your life. Declare scripture. Declare healing. Declare the word of God. His goodness. His healing power over your life. And thank him already now for what he is going to do. Stand in faith. And so I want to bless you this week. May you have a good week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will chat to you again next Saturday at the same time. Yeah, from me, Alana Willie Fear. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.